SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is joint pain keeping you down? It's time to bounce back with the help of Uzu CBD Plus. That's Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. Featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions, Uzu CBD Plus is your number one choice for all natural pain relief. Tired of side effects from prescription pills? Take pain management into your own hands the natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING for 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more, plus products for pets too. Visit UzuCBDPlus.com today. From Sin City. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. All right, folks, glad to be with you on a Wednesday. It is Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, glad to be with you on the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius Channel 204. We'll have good fun today in hour number one. Our pal Bruce Marshall from the Gold Sheet will be with us. And in hour number two, of course, Stevie Slapshot. And we check in with Mark Lawrence from Playbook.com. As we get things rolling here on a Wednesday, we're just taking a peek at baseball. And our producer, Chris Pavona, I just wanted to give you a ray of hope and a bounce in your step. On a Wednesday morning, Chris, the Yankees have put together a one-game winning streak. Hopefully they can go for two in a row, and then they'll get three, and that's really called the winning streak. It has happened before. Yeah, we'll talk about the Yankees with Bruce Marshall a little bit later on, but you know, you look at the baseball standings as we're out of the gate. Tampa Bay's on a tootsie roll now. They've won five in a row. The Red Sox, 12-6. and six. The Rays are 10-8, and eight, and the Yanks are cellar dwellers at 6-10, and 10, and the dreaded vote of confidence uh, for Boone, dished out by Cashman so always something to watch there but you know I'm just I'm looking around baseball Chris and there's some really cool stories I mean the A's are ridiculous now a 10 game winning streak and we talk about the sports betting aspect of it in baseball the bookmakers they bemoan the fact in usually in the teeth of summer about baseball because the players can light up the books on occasion in baseball and in large part it's because they get on board winning streaks and they'll ride them out uh, winning streaks or losing streaks. So rest assured the players are hammering away and having a good time with the A's. But it's funny, I'm looking at the standings in baseball now as we're approaching the 20-game mark. And you've got Boston and Tampa kind of hot here to start in the AL East. Then you've got some dominant teams. You know, the Dodgers clearly at 14-4, and four, off to a great start. Giants not scoring a boatload of runs, but they're in second at 11-6. and six. But I'm looking at some of these other divisions, and you're like, wow, who's who here? I mean, let's go to the NL East. The Mets leading the division at 7-5, and five, and you got a hodgepodge of teams hovering around the 500 mark, and the Nats off to a slow start. Uh, the, the Mariners and the A's, obviously, in the uh, AL West, off to really nice starts. Look at the American League Central. Kansas City's two games over 500 in first place. White Sox nine and nine, Indians eight and eight, so you got a bunch of five hundred teams hovering around there, and then the Reds were hitting the cover off the ball, coming out of the gate, 
They're in first place in the Central at 9-6. and six. Milwaukee's at 10-7. and seven. So the Dodgers certainly appear to be picking right up where they left off, and they're giving every indication they may run away and hide. San Diego, I know, had really high hopes. The Tatis injury kind of set them back. And first of all, they were fearful they were going to lose this kid for a long time. Then he's back, and he's over-swinging, but he's such a good player. But now he's got the big money, and we know what happens when guys get paid. But it's very early on in baseball, Chris, and it's a bit of a hodgepodge trying to figure out a lot of these teams. And that's the nature of the beast with a new season. You know, you jump in and maybe you tread lightly till you think you've wrapped your arms around things and can figure out who a lot of these teams are. We're almost 20 games in, Chris, and it's hard to figure out who a lot of these teams are. I got to be honest. The one thing I, I, I've always said about baseball is that you really don't know a team until you get close to the All-Star break. By the All-Star break is really when you get to know who is who, who are the contenders, who are the pretenders by that All-Star break. Because really what you want to see is which teams that go into the All-Star break cold, when do they get on a hot streak? Which teams that are on a hot streak going into the All-Star break tend to cool off a little bit? And the Yankees, talking about the Yankees, I don't know how many times the Yankees have started off terribly and then rattled off, even last year, in the 60-game season, they started off really bad. And, and everyone was like, well, listen, if you start off bad in a 60-game season, you know, forget it. You're not getting to the playoffs. Well, the Yankees made the playoffs. So I'm not I'm not writing off anything. Don't get me wrong. The Yankees suck right now. They're, they're, uh, they're, their lineup is awful. The only reason why that the Yankees have been in any game is because of their pitching. But we all knew that was going to be the, the uh, thing, was their pitching. I just didn't realize that the batting was going to be so bad. But, again, I'm not worried about it, at least until I get to Let's see what happens after uh, the game at Coors Field. Baseball is such a weird sport, though, when you think about it. You know, you think of team sports, like in hockey, like the Golden Knights, everybody around here, hey, they're a cup contender. The one thing is about them, offensively, they can go into a cold snap, and they go into a cold snap as a group. And that's not a good formula when you get to the playoffs. But baseball, it's amazing. It really is an individualistic thing. It's a hitter against a pitcher. But it is amazing how, at the same time, hitters get hot as a group, even though it's an individualistic thing. It's not like chemistry, passing the ball or passing the puck. But there's a mindset that teams get hot and cold at the same time. And it really comes down to it's a between-the-ears thing. It's a weird dynamic. But the Yankees are making a little bit of noise here at 6-10, and 10, and everybody's watching these guys to see you know, what the deal is. And, of course, to compound the problem, it's the Red Sox that are in first place. But it's fun to talk baseball. And we're going to talk about all things baseball, NFL draft. Bruce Marshall's coming up. We're going to have some fun. Hour number one, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. It's a treat to be with you on a daily basis. I'm Brian Blessing in Las Vegas. Keep it right here. Coming back to Vegas on the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is joint pain keeping you down? It's time to bounce back with the help of Uzu CBD Plus. That's Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. Featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions, Uzu CBD Plus is your number one choice for all natural pain relief. 
Tired of side effects from prescription pills? Take pain management into your own hands the natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING for 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more, plus products for pets too. Visit uzucbdplus.com today. You're listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. All right, folks, it is Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Glad to be with you on the Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius Channel 204. And on a hump day, never a dull moment, always a treat when one of our absolute favorite guests joins us, Bruce Marshall. He is just a fountain of information on all things sports, sports wagering, uh, from the legendary publication, The Gold Sheet. And it's funny, Bruce, we got the NFL draft coming, which means football's not that far away. And we're in the home stretch of hoops and hockey, baseball and golf. It's a crazy busy time of year. You wouldn't think it, but it is. No, it is. And, and this year it's a little more crowded here into April because we've still got the uh, NHL and NBA regular seasons going on. Usually we've started the playoffs by around now and the schedule starts to thin out. But uh, we're going to go full, full steam here into mid-May and then we'll start the playoffs up then. So, uh, yeah, it's a little bit more full in April than normal. Hey, I'm going to call on your expertise here, and this is your ballywhack. Tell me what's going on with this Super League on the soccer front, because obviously football on a global stage is monstrous. In Vegas now, they bet on the Champions League, and if you walk in the Superbook at the Westgate, the soccer games are on. So it's gained a lot of traction here. But this is big news around the world. What's the lowdown? Yeah, it's very big, and 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 what the what's basically happened this this uh, uh, as it's structured now, uh, the major European soccer powers. There's twelve of them right now: six from England, three from Spain, and three from uh, Italy. And perhaps uh, there's, there's room maybe for three more to become a permanent sort of a Champions League uh, that would, for these teams, take the place of the current Champions League. They wouldn't, as the plan is now, leave their own domestic competitions, but they would have this own extra competition among themselves. And what it would effectively do is ruin the Champions League as it is now structured. Because if you take Real Madrid and you take uh, Juventus and you take uh, Manchester City and all them out of the Champions League forever, and they're in their own, uh, their own competition now, uh, that would uh, change the Champions League concept. But there's so many different angles to this. Um, the Champions League is is managed and run by the confederation that runs European soccer. Soccer's a little bit funny. There's FIFA, which is the world governing body, and then each confederation in the different continents has its own governing body uh, beneath FIFA. UEFA is what uh, governs uh, Europe. In the North America, it's called CONCACAF. Uh, but uh, UEFA stages the European Championships every four years. They also stage the annual Champions League and lesser the Europa League. And that's obviously the cash cow for UEFA is the Champions League. Uh, now, it's been a con point of conjecture for years among the big teams that they want more control. They want more revenue chance streams coming their way out of the Champions League. They have, a, they have something of a point here. And they've been able to squeeze UEFA for a bigger cut of the pie uh, throughout, uh, uh, throughout the past several decades. Now, remember, this all runs separate from the domestic competition. So we're talking about the international competition, the continental competitions in Europe. Uh, what's happening now, though, if these big these teams are saying we're going to form our own league, to heck with you, UEFA, and your Champions League, that's uh, creating quite a problem. First of all, uh, just in, from the disingenuous point of view, 
the big teams were, were negotiating with UEFA for a revamped Champions League all the way up to last weekend. And then at the last second, they come out with this announcement that they're breaking away and forming their own Champions League. Uh, UEFA also, I mean, there's, there's, the soccer is structured a little bit differently that, uh, you know, the, the, the federations, they dole out money to the, uh, the, the lesser, the, the non, not as affluent federations around the continent. It's, it's, it's a different structure, but they would totally be, be uh, disrupting that. Well, the, the, six, existence. Yeah. the six We're, premier league clubs yeah. who initially joined the league on Sunday yeah. night now have decided to drop out. So what do you think the next step of this will be? They, was this them sticking their toe in the water? To, to kind of float this by and then you know what do the players have to say about all this yeah the the reaction at home uh and uh uh the the, the reaction at home from in your in europe was a revulsion from the fan bases here so uh if in in indeed uh these all these six english sides now want to withdraw from the super league they are reacting yes. to their their support bases this thing will not go on if the if the six English teams do back out. Um, they have, the yeah. Super, yeah, the Super League will 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 fold up, and it's not going to go on with just Real Madrid and them. Now, this has come up in the past; uh, it it progressed further uh, this time, but um, it, it was met with such revulsion across the continent. Nobody liked liked it, and it was just a, a well, crass was, money grab. Yeah, was it owners? The, I mean, I yeah. mean, when you say FIFA, everybody cringes, right? But yeah. But just was it the owners that thought this was a, a great opportunity for well, a money grab? Yeah, it's uh, FIFA has nothing to do with this. Um, this is all the owners of Manchester United and all the, the 12 teams that were going to leave. The English teams, several of those teams are owned by Americans, including the Glazer family, which owns um, Manchester City. They own the Bucks here. Stan Kroenke from the Rams owns Arsenal. Uh, so, and, and much of England, the other uh, Middle Eastern and Asian concerns also on a lot of these teams, but they met, it was met with such revulsion by the fan base. It was so unpopular. Um, the English teams sort of realized that they had alienated their, their fan bases to an extent that they, they really shouldn't have. Uh, and they, they really, they overplayed their hand here. All they had to do was go in and, uh, you know, they wanted to negotiate a bigger cut from UEFA, which they've done before. Um, and they, they took it to an extreme this time. And, um, you know, again, nobody liked it. And that's why you're seeing some of these uh, Super League teams peel away. Well, full disclosure for me, when the World Cup hits, I'm all in. And I actually do quite well uh, in it. I think once I kind of watch and as the tournament progresses, I've actually had really good success betting on the games. I follow the U.S men's and women's teams, but like the CONCACAF stuff every, every couple of years. And I get into it. You've been pretty much ahead of your time in the States in regards to soccer. We do see the games are on TV in books now, and there'll be a handful of people in sports books here that are wagering on these games, but it really does kind of remain kind of a niche market in the States. Are you surprised? that it hasn't grabbed more of a foothold over the years? Uh, a little, although I think it's, it's made 
great progress the last uh, 15 or so years. Uh, when we did the European soccer publication from 2000 to 2007, um, and we did that sort of in a, in a response to the, um, the, uh, the, the, the newspapers and such that came from England and Europe and Italy and Spain after the World Cup 94, we thought they, and they, they stuck here for a while, so we thought there was a market for it. But um, I always figured that what could sell in the States was the European game. Um, more than the the MLS and all that, and and the MLS will never have the support even in the states and the interest that uh, English soccer draws. Uh, in certain pockets, it might, um, but in general, no. I mean, Manchester United, Liverpool, Real Madrid are big names here, and it it finally it, it kind of dawned upon the the teams in Europe that they had a market over here to exploit, and they finally did. And and what NBC did with the Premier League about ten years ago, and really expand the coverage of it that was an indicator it's a much bigger deal here and, and it accounts for a bigger part of the revenue pie for all the major european teams here in the states and in north america than it did before uh, but it's always going to be sort of uh orbiting at a, at a lower orbit than the major sports mm -hmm. here it's just the difference is now they're selling overseas soccer here a lot better and a lot more than they did before and i think that will be a niche uh, that will continue and go a little bit as the years progress. All right, we'll see how that pans out. If anybody was going to give us the lowdown on this uh, here in North America, it was Bruce Marshall from the Gold Sheet. Hey, we're going to talk football, a different brand of football. The NFL draft's coming up. More with Bruce Marshall. We invite you to keep it right here. It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio on Sirius 204 and the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is joint pain keeping you down? It's time to bounce back with the help of Uzu CBD Plus. That's Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. Featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions, Uzu CBD Plus is your number one choice for all natural pain relief. Tired of side effects from prescription pills? Take pain management into your own hands the natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING for 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more, plus products for pets too. Visit UzuCBDPlus.com today. Back with you on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, thrilled to be with you on the Sports Grid Radio Network Series Channel 204. Bruce Marshall is our guest from the Gold Sheep. We were talking a little soccer in the first segment. And now we're going to talk football of a different variety, and that's the NFL draft that's coming up, Bruce. And, by the way, a little treat for the fans. I would just say this. On Thursday, we're going to run an AFL Memories show that we've done with Bruce Marshall. If you're an old-time football fan and remember the AFL, you're going to love the fond old memories we've had. Uh, that is going to air Thursday on Vegas Sportsbook Radio, and that will be at 2 p.m. coming up on Thursday. But right now we're talking about the NFL Draft, April 29th coming up, Bruce. And I'm just curious. I've asked the sportsbook directors and odds makers in recent weeks as we lead up to this. By the way, we're going to be doing our NFL Mock Draft show uh, next Thursday from Sunset Station, which is always great fun. I believe you're out of town, Bruce. You've been on that with us in the past, but it's always – Always good fun. But these 
young guys now coming into the NFL, it's not just the first, second, and third round. Yeah, you'll go all the way down to undrafted free agents and not only make teams but actually contribute. How much more impactful is the draft now than it was 20 years ago when basically first, second, third round picks, they were automatic. They made the team. Everybody else was a monster long shot to make the team. Yeah, with this uh, in the seven-round draft, at least for the first year, um, most of these guys make the team. And it's just sort of a functional way the salary structures have, have evolved in the NFL. Not all of them make the team, but the majority of them do because they're playing at a lower, lower salary rate. And usually the spots they take up on the roster, deep, deep, you know, reserves and, uh, and things like that, they, they usually make the rosters. Now, in the second year, they're usually oftentimes not around um, and replaced by next year's crop. But, I mean, they usually at least stick for the first year. And uh, that's a little different than years past, long ago, when, you know, you'd only have a couple players stick around. But for most teams, most of the draft choices, they, they keep them around for a year at least. It helps them out salary-wise. And uh, it, they, they, they work cheaper uh, the first year, and they can, they can fit them into the salary structures a little better. Now, the quarterbacks are so polarizing. It's amazing how everybody just – it's the race to the top to get a quarterback. And we know that Lawrence is going to the Jags. We know Wilson is going to the Jets. The Niners a while back make the move to three. And one would think that Lynch read the tea leaves and made that move with someone in mind. Yet it remains – kind of this little hot potato is it the bama quarterback or is fields the rising star from what i can tell and again this stuff there's a lot of smoke screens and you know that too that come out from a lot of these teams and a lot of the people that cover them um but the buzz usually on the top few picks is usually pretty good and the most recent buzz from san francisco at least is that they've kind of uh switched to justin fields from ohio state ahead of Mac Jones probably now in the third pick. Now, uh, again, we're talking about quarterback, 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 and we're, we're pretty sure the first two are going to be uh, Lawrence and Zach Wilson. Uh, but it looks like Fields is sort of, from what we're hearing, has moved ahead. I, I love Fields. I mean, the guy, he checks every box for me. Uh, he can do a lot of things. Uh, I, I think the only thing uh, that, that I worry about with the Fields or this is Mac Jones too, it might even apply to Lawrence too. When, when you're on a college team that is so good, that you're just surrounded by these great players. And uh, especially Mac Jones case, he's got two, probably the top two wideouts in the draft first round picks he was throwing to in college and uh, including the Heisman winner and then Waddle. And then, uh, you know, Fields is surrounded by all sorts of talent too. Um, they're not going to have that sort of edge in the NFL. So they're going to have to now be playing on more of a level field. Um, so we'll see how it works out. Um, but to me, it looks like uh, Fields looks to be the, preferred choice for the 49ers so that's who I would project they take at three now at four Atlanta at the moment they we've committed to Matt Ryan for this year okay that's getting a little long in the tooth and he could still be a serviceable NFL quarterback but at four all these projections many of them say Kyle Pitts the tight end from Florida we know the tight end position in the NFL currently is such a big deal look what Belichick went and did and he goes he gets John Smith he gets Hunter Henry the tight end can be a matchup nightmare in the red zone. Look at the success they had with Gronkowski in New England, and Brady had success with him at Tampa Bay. But a tight end at four, it just it seems foreign to the eye and almost outlandish. And I'm like, is this kid Kellen Winslow or John Mackey? So, A, tell me about him. But the, but the other question, 
I'm wondering if there is not a smokescreen possibly going here. Could Ryan be on the move on draft day? No one's really brought that up, and I wonder if the Falcons don't consider something and get a bunch of assets for Ryan, a team that's desperate for a quarterback, stay here, get a quarterback, and pick up other assets by moving Ryan. I haven't heard that idea floated out a lot, but I'm wondering if that's possible. I think anything is possible, and I still think the Falcons could trade here. Uh, Ryan is interesting. There are some salary things with him that make him pretty difficult to move this year, at least. Mm-hmm. So that, that may preclude that, though not eliminated. I mean, you could, you could structure these things and move him around. But he's, you know, he's on in the backside of his career now, but he's still good enough the next couple of years that they could win with him, um, although they think sometime soon here that you want to identify his successor. So that's a possibility for Atlanta. I think the Pitts talk comes up, and you're right. You usually haven't. You know, I'm trying to think the last time. I mean, I, I probably, I guess Winslow, Riley Odoms was taken five back in the 72 draft by Denver out of Houston. Well, well recently, uh, the, the Hawkinson kid and fans Hawkinson. were, oh, okay, two stud tight ends. But I'm just saying at four? Mid, that's great. Yeah, those are mid-first round sort of picks. Yeah. What, what makes people think Atlanta might go this way, and you touched upon it indirectly at the top, was you mentioned Jonu Smith, who played at Tennessee, and that's the new coach, Arthur Smith who comes from Tennessee where he's the coordinator, where he really made very good use of the tight ends there with that offense, with uh, Tannehill and, and everybody else. Pitts is multidimensional. Uh, he can be used in a variety of formations. They could line him up out wide if they want. Uh, he is one of the most versatile threats we've seen come out of the tight end position in many years. So I think he is going pretty high. Uh, four is, is, is rather high for him, but I think just the combination of things, if Atlanta doesn't move out of four, uh, I think that's a definite possibility for them. And it, part of it is because this, is, this fits the pattern and in, in, in what our Arthur Smith, the new coach, seems to like to look for. A tight end, I mean, anybody could use a tight end like Pitts, but he has really made use of that position from his time at Tennessee, and people think he could do the same thing in Atlanta. All right, and the other quarterbacks, Bruce, just I mean, real quick, what do you make of the Trey Lance kid from North Dakota State? A lot of buzz wrapped around the Patriots that he could fall in their lap at 15, or they may even trade up to get him. But Denver is also in the discussion for a quarterback at nine. What say you about Trey Lance and who might end up with him? Good question. I think he's sort of the X factor of the first round here. Um, or maybe Mac, I mean, whether some teams rate him above Jones, and it seems like Jones has kind of fallen behind fields right now in the in the uh, hierarchy for the quarterbacks coming out, but some teams might like Lance more. Uh, we haven't seen much of Lance lately. He got to play in one game in the fall because that's all North Dakota State played in the fall. Uh, they only played one game. He was certainly very successful there before uh, winning national championships and such. Uh, North Dakota State, of course, sent Carson Wentz to the NBA, uh, NFL a few years ago. So, I mean, there's a track record of success out of there, and he seems to check a lot of boxes. Again, though, it's, it's not absolute. I mean, guys do come out of the small college ranks, and there's an adjustment. Uh, North Dakota State's been playing at a really high level for a long time, and he seems to check a lot of boxes. But I think he's the most kind of polarizing guy. And the real uh, queen on the chessboard here in the first round, he could be moved in a lot of different spots. And you might see, you could, you've heard a lot of teams may want to trade up for a shot at him, including New England. Uh, you know, Denver might be looking for a quarterback too. Uh, where does Mac Jones fall into this? Does uh, Lance rate above him? So I just think he is sort of the X factor in the first round. And then the wide receivers, Bruce, again, how things have changed. 
so many of them projected to go in the first round. So many can be difference makers. But over the years, we've seen a lot of first-round wide receiver busts. By nature, for whatever reason, the wide receivers seem to be a bit flighty sometimes. And what looks great in college doesn't necessarily translate to the NFL when the cornerbacks they're going against are even faster than they are. Wide receiver, you can hit a home run, but you can swing and miss too. Yeah, you're right, Brian. There have been a lot of those in recent years, and that's a little bit of a risk. Uh, they seem and then lasted in the last decade or so. You, you can really tell how the game has sort of evolved in the NFL and changed, where running backs are rarely now taken in the first round. I mean, there's a time when running backs used to be, you know, you know, take up a lot of picks in the first round, more than in receivers. I, I can't think of a year recently when you've had more runners than receivers. There's more receivers on the field now. There's usually only one running back out in the field for a lot of these teams right now. So that's part of it. But you're right. Some of these guys are, are kind of flighty. I think it's interesting. We mentioned Mac Jones just a moment ago. And uh, there's a, a good chance that his two targets, Devontae Smith, who ended up winning the Heisman, and uh, uh, Jalen Waddle, who was hurt about midway in the season, might be the first two wide receivers taken in, in the draft. So, I mean, then that goes back, well, no wonder Mac Jones looks so good. You got these receivers out there like that. These guys are both something else, uh, I think. And I, I think both of them will flourish in the NFL. Beyond them, though, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, we, we've seen, like you said, a lot of these guys in recent years not, you know, not really a, not really a pan out too well. So you wonder about Elijah Moore, Ole Miss, and some of these other guys if they're really going to be able to deliver. We can do more in the next segment, but about 20 seconds, 25 seconds, Bruce. The Bengals are intriguing. You want to protect Burrow, and you can get a lineman, but you also can reunite him with some of the studs he was throwing the ball to at LSU. Yeah, I mean, there's a thought. I mean, Jamar Chase, who sat out last year, his favorite target two years ago, so that's a possibility for the Bengals. We'll see what they do. They might be moving around their draft pick a little bit. They do need offensive line help. They want to protect Burrow first, but close second would be a target like Chase. Love talking with Bruce Marshall from the Gold Sheet. Fantastic information. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. A little more on the NFL draft, and we'll talk about NBA NHL baseball as we come back on Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Series 204, and the Sports Grid Radio Network. We invite you to keep it right here. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is joint pain keeping you down? It's time to bounce back with the help of Uzu CBD Plus. That's Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. Featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions, Uzu CBD Plus is your number one choice for all natural pain relief. Tired of side effects from prescription pills? Take pain management into your own hands the natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING for 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more, plus products for pets too. Visit UzuCBDPlus.com today. You're listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Back with you, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Bruce Marshall from the Gold Sheet. We were having fun talking about the NFL draft in the previous segment. And just a, a little bit more on that with Bruce. And I'm just curious because I have found myself now in past years perusing it but I'm more inclined to actually get involved now, Bruce, and that of the myriad of props and offerings that are now put up by the books on the draft itself. Um, for example, at Station Casinos, 
They've got total of offensive players drafted in the first round over under 18 and a half. The under is minus $1.35. Well, you can look at every mock draft under the sun, but something that comprehensive, Bruce, where the, the confounding aspect of it would be maybe the last five or six teams at the bottom of the first round, they're good football teams. Sometimes they're more than willing to trade down, get extra picks, and look for extra pieces to help with a core, a Kansas City that spends a fortune on their quarterback and the salary becomes an issue. They want more of these picks and bodies at cheaper prices that can contribute. But all of a sudden, those moves, if somebody's trading down, bring somebody back up into the hopper that you didn't even plan on, and it could send the whole thing alight. Yeah, definitely. Um, and uh, it, it gets harder to predict the first round the further it goes because you can have more of these trades like that, and that's why it's really dicey after the first few picks to project before the draft what happens. I mean, it's one thing to be calling picks out after the you, you saw the pick before him, but to do it before the draft starts, that gets almost impossible because of all these deals that are made. The one thing I will point out, though, that last year in the pandemic um, – and there has, there has been increasing draft wagering for several years. But last year, it really went front and center because late last April, there wasn't anything else going on. Um, and for like a month and a half, I mean, we have the NFL draft to look forward to as the only sporting thing that you could wager on, uh, period. And uh, unless there were some other stray sports somewhere out there that were being played. But it, it really kind of on the wagering side went front and center last year. And I think it'll maintain that. I think that'll just a lot of guys, people got into it because it was all they could do and they kind of liked it. And it's always in a good time of year. It's sort of in the middle of no man's land for football. It's the football fix for everybody in the off season here. And I think it will just get more popular betting wise as the years progress. Well, it's funny offensive linemen, the number in the first rounds over under six and a half and over is minus a dollar and a quarter, but we're just looking at this draft in particular, Bruce, five quarterbacks in whatever order, however high, and then this bevy of wide receivers where it used to be two two or three wide receivers. God knows how many wide receivers go in the first round. But what that means, that studs, offensive linemen, defensive tackles, edge rushers, linebackers, top-flight cornerbacks, the really good teams in the bottom third of the draft, they're sitting there going, well, we're already good. We already had the, many of these teams. They've already got the skill stuff locked down, and they're getting monsters in the supporting cast because the other teams are trying to catch up to them in the skill position department, so the rich kind of get richer. Oh, yeah, you're right, Brian. And I think uh, as far as the offensive linemen go in particular, um, most of them are projected to go uh, in the first round, late in the first round. So – that six and a half number, you might look at it right at the top, and then you're looking at the first half of the first round, and maybe you see Sewell from Oregon there, the tackle, and you think, well, where's the other guys coming from? Well, it usually, it, and if it if it goes to to plan this year, it's going to come at the end of the first round, the last six or seven picks. You could see, you know, three, four, or five offensive linemen go there. So when they're talking about first round, it's not just the first ten picks. You go all the way down, you know, to thirty-two. Uh, so uh, that's where I think the last part of the first round, you're going to see a lot of linemen go off the board. Just throwing a knuckleball here, fun talking football a little bit. The beauty of the NFL, that the draft in free agency, 
and then before you know it, training camp gets here. But earlier and earlier, Bruce, it's never out of sight, out of mind. Regular season wins are already up. And of all the numbers that I saw, the one that I kind of took a peek at, and don't forget it's a 17-game season now, Washington with Ryan Fitzpatrick, who I used to just drive me nuts, but the guy can win football games. And that defense is the real McCoy. And in that division, I'm looking Washington at eight wins. Of all of the, the numbers that were posted, that's the one I'm going, I can see them winning nine, nine games. So I kind of looked at that one. I don't know if you had a peek at any of the early regular season win numbers or who you're, who you're thinking is going to be a play-on team or a fade team at this stage of the year. No, I thought Washington too. Um, and you're right, they, there's an extra game. This year, so they're all at 17. Now, last year they won seven, but that was with, you know, quarterback merry-go-round there. Uh, and they started to play much better later in the year. Um, yeah, Fitzpatrick, you know, say what you want. He does figure to be a little bit of an upgrade. At least, you know, he certainly helped Miami when he was in there last year. Um, and that defense is built to win now, um, which is why I think as far as the Washington side goes, uh, the Sean Watson situation there, I think they would have been right in the mix for him had, it not become such a toxic situation there. Um, so they're, they know their window is now, and they went out and they did something with it with, uh, with Fitzpatrick. But uh, that defense is built to win now, and that division is not overwhelming. I kind of thought the Giants, for the same thinking, might – I like some of the moves they've made in the offseason. And if they get Barkley back, they might be able to make a move. Uh, so I was looking at those two in the East as possibilities for overs. How about your Broncos, Bruce? Seven and a half under a quarter – and, you know, we'll see what happens at the quarterback position. There are pieces that are there. But you look at the division clearly top-heavy with the Chiefs. But beyond that, I think a number of teams, Raiders, uh, are cut from the same cloth. You know, I believe you know, the Chargers with Herbert, he's certainly interesting. And then the Raiders are always in that kind of discussion of being around the 500 mark. What do you think of the Broncos at 7.5? Or too many unknowns now in terms of the quarterback position? Yeah, too many unknowns. I mean, I, so far it's still Drew Locke, and they may give him one more shot, but he'd be on a short leash. They haven't brought in anybody yet. They dipped their toe in the Matthew Stafford trade market, didn't go anywhere. They may be involved with Lance, like you said in the last segment, Trey Lance, or maybe they trade up. Everything is so short-term in Denver right now uh, with Vic Fangio maybe in his last year with Locke, John Elway in his last year probably is he's up to team president now they brought in a new gm george payton he signed a bunch of guys on one-year deals including von miller so you get the feeling i mean this is sort of either the end of the beginning or the beginning of the end at denver i think it's more the latter and next year and also the ownership situation with the boland family feuding heirs may be sat, solved by next year and a lot of people in broncos Broncos uh, country want uh, the franchise to be sold. So I think everything's very short-term there now, and I would not be looking to go over with Denver uh, for this fall. All right, professional segue here. Let's swing over to baseball. And Bruce Marshall does such a great job uh, for the gold sheet on, on baseball, on all sports. But we're approaching, Bruce, for argument's sake, the 20-game mark, 17, 18, 19, 20 games for many of these teams. It's early, but you've always done a great job of identifying early on who the real deal is or who's like massively flawed i mean we look at the american league east you know red sox off to a heater yankees stubbing their toe out of the gate that's one that's certainly polarizing the people 
they, they kind of gravitate to those two. What do you make of what's going on there? I think the Yankees have got big trouble. Uh, I don't like the way this, the way this, the roster is constructed as much. They've got a lot of money spent on a few people like uh, Garrett Cole. Um, the offense, I don't know that it works. There's guys who get injured a lot there. Um, the slow start. Um, it's, it's not too late. They could turn this thing around real quick, but um, I, I, things could be a little bit different in the East this year. If the Red Sox really have sort of improved, which it looks like they have, which they didn't last year in the shortened season, uh, Tampa Bay still looks formidable. Baltimore looks like it's better than it has been. So, you know, the Yankees may not have that opportunity just to steamroller the rest of this division as they have had most of the time in recent years. So uh, I think there's problem there. The, the one thing you notice though, about the American league is that there's such a, a, a bunch there right now. Yankees actually have the worst record in the league right now. And I, I hardly think they're the worst team in the league. The Astros who started off so quick uh, with those uh, first uh, four wins in Oakland mm -hmm. and uh, five and one, the first six, they are now in last place in the West less than two weeks after they started so quick. So, I mean, and what about the really A's jumbled. and the A's were victimized by the Astros, but right. now the A's are on a heater. So horrible start. They're playing great. Now, what are the A's? I think they're more what we've seen the last uh, week and a half. I mean, they haven't lost in like 11 days into, uh, into uh, Wednesday at least. And they won the first game of the doubleheader on Wednesday. Uh, no, I mean, it's, it's come they're, they're scoring runs and they weren't at the start and their pitching staff was really strafed by the Astros, but they've settled down since then. And this is a team that I picked to win, to win uh, the West at the start. And I still think they are the team to beat in the West. What do you make of the Gi the Dodgers off to a heater? What do you make of the giants? They're winning games, but they're one of the lowest run scoring teams in the league. Yeah, but uh, now for them, uh, if if the pitching continues to perform the way it has, um, I mean, I mean Johnny Cueto would be in the Cy Young conversation after two and a half weeks, the way he's been pitching, and the rotation they've gotten in, in very good. I mean, the ERA out of the starters is as good as any in the league. The bullpen has been uh, lights out um, with uh, a lot of different looks that. Gabe Kapler can use a uh, Rogers, the submariner comes in as the setup man and uh, Jake McGee throws a lot of heat after him. So it's, they've got a lot of different options there and the, the pitching has been exceptionally well. Can that hold up? I don't know. They haven't been scoring as many runs. That was sort of their surprise light last year. They contended into the last day for a wild card because the offense was a lot more aggressive than it had been before. That's slowed down a bit, but they've gotten better pitching. I think they're kind of interesting here. Although, the Padres still, that series of the Dodgers last weekend had a playoff feel in April. They're going to meet again this weekend. Padres still look pretty pretty good as well. Uh, the bottom two in the West are bad. But uh, how the Giants fit in there, I think they look more like they're going to be chasing the Padres and Dodgers and making it a little bit sort of a three-team race maybe into the uh, All-Star break or one plus two. The Dodgers might be that much better. But uh, they're not as bad as the D-backs and Rockies, I'll tell you that. Give me 45 seconds on this in the NBA. Sixers on top in the East. Jazz on top in the West. Both of these teams, home court monsters. They're not horrible on the road. But I'm wondering, does the home road dichotomy catch up to them in the playoffs? It could. I think the one thing you really want to watch is uh, injuries here. Uh, Donovan Mitchell with the, the ankle for Utah. Now, he's going to be out for a bit, and supposedly he'll be okay into May. But watch that. I mean, if he's not 100%, that's, a, that's an iffy proposition there. And there's Joel Embiid the other way. I mean, knock on wood, if he can stay healthy, the Sixers have got a shot. If he's not, 
Uh, and we've seen injuries pop up. Look at Denver mm-hmm. recently, Jamal Murray's injury. Injuries, and of course the Lakers have these guys hurt. That's going to be the key when we get into the postseason. Always a treat. He's a fountain of information, one of our dear friends, one of the best guys you'll ever meet. Bruce, tell about the gold sheet and all the goodies, pal. Thanks, Brian. Check us out online, goldsheet.com. we got daily NBA through the regular season and picks every day, all these sports, hockey, baseball, basketball, soccer sometimes too. My picks are there. They're also at Vegas Insider and donbest.com. He is the one, the only Bruce Marshall, a great friend of the program. It is Sportsbook Radio. Hey, we'll come back. We'll check on injury news and notes. We've got you covered here. Midweek, a lot of cool things to come. It's a busy time of year, and we're going to step aside, come back on Sportsbook Radio and on Sirius Channel 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is joint pain keeping you down? It's time to bounce back with the help of Uzu CBD Plus. That's Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. Featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions, Uzu CBD Plus is your number one choice for all natural pain relief. Tired of side effects from prescription pills? Take pain management into your own hands the natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING for 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more, plus products for pets too. Visit UzuCBDPlus.com today. Back with you to wrap up hour number one of Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, glad to be with you. Checking on some injuries, and as is our custom, we're pleased to bring them to you, courtesy of our friends at Uzu CBD Plus. Y-U-Z-U, CBDplus.com. Get the gummies, the lotions, the chocolates. Manage pain the all-natural way. The stuff really works. And you can get 10% off your first order by using the promo code BLESSING. And free shipping on orders of $100 or more. And we're going to focus on the NBA and James Harden. And Yeah, something like that. Harden just working out, trying to get back in the lineup. The Nets are calling it a, air quotes, setback in his hamstring rehabilitation. And he's now out indefinitely. Steve Nash said he was just working out. He didn't cut or do anything. He was just doing just a regular shoot-around. And all of a sudden, felt something, didn't feel right. They did an MRI, and they looked at it and said he suffered a setback. Now, that's pretty generic. At the same time, it can be pretty ominous. And then Kawhi Leonard. I slipped and got covered in boo-boos. His boo-boo is a sore foot. And he did not play in the game for the Clippers last night. And that's something to monitor moving forward. But this Clippers team has been on just a flat-out dead run. They were able to win without Leonard last night, beating uh, Portland 113-112. to And it's nice to have the luxury of a guy like Paul George on your roster. So all George did was step up. And pot 33 points, and the Clippers beat Portland 113-112. Doesn't sound like it's anything serious, but keep tabs on Kawhi Leonard with the Clippers. That's our number one. It's in the cookie jar. And as always, 
Mark Lawrence on a Wednesday has a lot of great information. He's based in South Florida. We'll talk about the heat, the NFL draft, and all kinds of cool stuff. Stevie Slapshot checks in, too. Don't go anywhere. A very short break. And we're returning on Vegas Sportsbook Radio on the Sports Grid Radio Network in Sirius 204. 